today's Leading Women episode 520 with the wonderful Jennifer Schaus. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Jennifer Schaus. Jennifer Schaus is the founder and principal of Jennifer Schaus & Associates, a boutique consulting firm in downtown Washington, D.C. The firm helps companies worldwide who wish to sell products or services to the United States government. Clients include major Fortune 500 firms, publicly traded companies, as well as small, mid-sized, and emerging market companies. Jennifer has almost 20 years of experience in the government contracting sector and maintains a notable client list, including several Fortune 500 companies. For them, the the company is really all, all things government contracting. To learn more, visit www.jennifershows.com. Women of the world, Miss Jennifer Shows. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Marie Grace. I'm uh, delighted and honored to be with you today. I am delighted as well, and I'm sure our listeners too. So Jennifer, I really love what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche? Sure. Great, uh, great question. And uh, I started my business about 10 years ago. And the idea really was um, probably in my head, probably since uh, a very young age, uh, I always wanted to work for myself, um, but graduated college and took a job with a, a major uh, company that's you know got an international presence. They're publicly traded, um, and it was a great learning experience. I, I learned about business, uh, all types of businesses, and with that company, it was uh, Dun and Bradstreet. They're a big uh, commercial credit company. I then uh, was recruited to come to their government division. So we were selling. Uh, business credit reports to the government. And uh, so I learned about business and I also learned about government. I was with them for about five years and then uh, eventually went to go work for some other companies and uh, got enough experience, uh, both again, still with business and also with government, where I felt like I had enough knowledge to start offering companies a, uh, a consulting service. So 
Um, I'd say I started small. I wasn't, you know, I didn't need any office space, so I didn't want to incur any expenses. I didn't want to take out a, a business loan. And so I just kind of built it um, based on the need needs of companies and business owners that I was talking to. So there were small projects uh, here and there kind of, you know, starting out um, until I eventually started growing the uh, the customer base and the revenue. Mm, I love what I'm hearing about your business. You know, you I love your story. I love that you shared that one with us and how you birthed that one to what it is right now. It started with your experience, your passion. You always wanted to work for yourself. You turn your expertise, you turn your passion to work on your own. And now you've established this uh, company, this business that you love. And great that you shared that one with us. But what continues to inspire you doing this business? Oh, well, there's so much that anyone can do with any type of business as far as the sector that I'm in, which is government contracting. Uh, it seems to be a growing sector, more and more companies, uh, both within the United States and uh, outside of the U.S. are looking at uh, providing, whether it's cybersecurity services, um, uh, drones, uh, anything like that. Uh, there's a lot of hot uh, new industries that the government is looking at, and they're becoming more and more innovative uh, simply because they have to be. Um, and so there's uh, a variety of companies that kind of uh, have the opportunity to play in that space. And so we can help them with uh, deciding which agencies are going to be a target audience for them, uh, and then actually helping them implement those business plans and um and helping with the federal sales and business development, uh, helping them get on uh, vendor shortlists so that the agencies know that these clients of ours have been pre-screened and they're offering competitive prices and, and products and services that are needed by the government. Mm, yes, I love that uh, you shared that one with us. You know, you were able to carve out this niche to help companies, to help business owners all with uh, all things government contracting. I mean, having their products or services uh, for the uh, work with the government, for example. And like what you've mentioned about cyberspace, cybersecurity, drones, it's a huge industries, emerging industries that I'm sure the government uh, is looking into as well. And having that somebody, that expertise, this expert, like you have and your company uh, to help these uh, companies, to help these other business owners uh, be like uh, like a middleman or somebody that would help them how to go about contracting with the government really uh, really is helpful, I'm sure. So thanks for sharing that with us. Now let's talk about what, how you prepared for success that turned this idea or that turned this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Sure, I think it's a, uh, a great question. Uh, you certainly have to have the, uh, the desire and the passion um, to do that. Uh, you kind of have to really feel it in your gut and in your heart. Um, like I said, I didn't start out with, you know, I didn't take any uh, bank loans. I didn't need any outside investors. It was just something that I did working from home um, where I had saved up enough money and, uh, you know, from other full-time jobs that I had had in the past and um, acquired some clients on the side. So I had some small projects until I had enough revenue to kind of cut the cord with a full-time job and, uh, and kind of, you know, um, continue uh, on in my own business. So I think just having the, um, Again, the leadership, uh, but also just the uh, the business acumen to uh, 
to want to to be successful and uh, and just kind of have those business smarts. Yes, uh, so that's uh, desire and passion, leadership, business acumen, great qualities or traits here that Jennifer just shared with us. And the good news is that we can all cultivate and adopt these traits or qualities and the values that she has shared with us. All right, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being and to get through those challenges takes a very special person and our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Sure. So uh, as you mentioned, uh, rightfully so, there's always going to be business challenges, small ones, uh, large ones. Um, and I think just uh, having a business plan and being prepared to tackle them certainly makes sense, uh, whether it's having a, a reserve of cash flow or uh, having an uh, executive assistant you know, that's there to you know, keep you calm on a daily basis and put out some of the smaller fires that uh, maybe your time is not best suited for. Um, but I would say you know, uh, the sales process certainly drives the business because without customers, then there's no revenue. So um, and there's only so much time in the day. So, uh, what I decided was, um, you know, how am I going to continue to keep a steady flow of customers coming in? And yes, we, we always get referrals from existing clients and there's always more work that can be done with existing clients. Um, but I took my, uh, my love of the arts, um, and one of the, uh, I'd probably say my top three favorite buildings in Washington, DC, which is the Kennedy center. Uh, it's our performing arts venue where people go for ballet and opera and musicals and so forth. And um, and I started hosting a networking event over there. Um, and I did it just because, again, the building is beautiful and you're in an open space. You're right on the Potomac River. Um, and so I started inviting colleagues and clients and other people in the government contracting sector uh, and I've now been hosting this event for six years, and it's been a great way to promote my business. Uh, it feeds my uh, my uh, opportunity pipeline and, and provides me with additional clients. Um, the attendees that come benefit from you know the relationships that they build, and they many times end up partnering with each other on projects uh, that they're working on within the government uh, and so forth. So that's kind of been my we'll say flagship, um, event that I've hosted. And, uh, and it's also a, um, a second stream of revenue. We now sell corporate sponsorships. The federal government agencies also attend, um, and hand out literature and talk to the attendees about, uh, various opportunities for government contractors that they can eventually bid on, whether it's, you know, cybersecurity or they're getting ready to renovate a building or, or whatever the case may be. Hmm, yeah, I am in this these challenges that Jennifer just shared with us, especially for our listeners out there who are in the same industry or you can apply this in your industry. Let's learn from the lessons that she has uh, uh, experienced and how she was able to overcome them. So for example, she hosted these networking events, going out or really putting yourself out there because that, that holds true for any other industry. I mean, to, re- to be able to reach and find our clients, you have to get out there, network with other people and 
network, network with, with your potential clients. So let's learn from how, uh, from these challenges and how she was able to overcome them so that when it happens to us, we now know what to do. All right, let's just switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Sure. And this is uh, its a great topic. It's a hot topic, especially for women that are trying to, uh, to be uh, a wife, a mother, uh, a business owner, or, um, or even just an employee. It really doesn't matter. Um, and I am, uh, I'm single. I don't have children. So I've got a little bit more flexibility, but um, I do have family in the area. Um, and, uh, and like to spend time with them. And I also like to stay healthy. Uh, I've got clients in almost every, uh, every time zone. We've got clients in Europe, uh, as well as some here in, uh, in the Washington DC metropolitan area, and then plenty of clients out on the West coast. So my phone is ringing at, uh, at all various, uh, hours of the day. Um, but that's fine. So I always try to carve out, uh, at least an hour, usually two, if I can for, um, for kind of a healthy activity, whether that's, uh, running or, um, or just going for a walk down by the water just to kind of decompress and, um, uh, and just take, you know, that time to, um, to focus on myself. Um, usually the run is, uh, at the end of the business day, but I'll tell you, there have been some days during the week where, you know, at lunchtime, I just wanted to, um, you know, maybe the morning was a little bit hectic and something got under my skin and I just needed to go for a run in the middle of the day. And, uh, and that's fine. Um, so as long as I get, uh, you know, tackle my to-do list and, and get the boxes checked off for the day, then, um, I feel good about, uh, making that time for myself as well. Mm, yes, I mean, I love your uh, perspective on this because I think uh, I'm sure a lot of us and I myself struggle with this work-life balance, but that's the beauty of having our business because we can afford that flexibility. I mean, especially nowadays when our clients are international, lo national, local, you know, and nowadays with technology, we really can uh, connect with each other. And that's the power of having the business that we can uh, be flexible with. So let's take advantage that one of that one but make sure that you are making time for those that are important to you making time for yourself making time for your family i know we have the business that occupies um, our mind 24 hours at least for me as well for me uh, it's so hard to turn it off but it really is important to consciously and deliberately turn it off sometimes and make time for yourself your downtime your family people that you care about and other things that are important to you as well all right, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. 
So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you and what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? That's a, uh, it's a great question. I love it. I think success, like you said, is certainly a mindset. I think it's uh, perhaps twofold. It's our own mindset. Do we feel successful? And um, do other people perhaps perceive us as, uh, as successful? So um, I guess my measurement tools, and not that I have anything formal in place, but, um, you know, are we achieving our, well, I guess, yeah, I, I perhaps I do have a, a formal um, checklist, but are we achieving our financial goals? Um, but then also, do we have, uh, kind of going back to that other question, a healthy work-life balance? So, um, you know, you may be making a million dollars or more a year, um, but, you know, at the end of the day, if if you don't, if you're not passionate about your business, if you know something has changed in your heart about your business, if uh, if you're working 15-hour days and uh, and struggling to pay the rent, um, then uh, then that can be uh, uh, tough, and uh, and perhaps then you don't feel successful. Uh, but if you're getting the the type of clients that uh, that you like, if they're not arguing with you about price. Uh, if your business is growing financially and uh, and in profitability uh, year over year, and you're meeting your your daily goals, your quarterly goals, your annual goals, uh, both professionally and and personally, then um, then great. I think those are um, are great measures of success, and um, uh, and I think something to uh, to look forward to and, uh, and to achieve. Mm, absolutely. I love your perspective on success because, yes, at the end of the day, I, you know, success is really uh, how we, how we, it's so individual, how we define it. And it's so important, uh, so different. It's, you know, it's a different, what my perspective about success will be different from yours, from any of you. So it, it's so individual. And it, it's the minds, it's really all about mindset. And, but of course, we also have benchmarks for our business that we want to achieve. Achieving those, both personal, both, both uh, business are also measures of success. And uh, of course, those uh, benchmarks, those, those uh, numbers are really important for us as business owners, because that that's what fuels and energy but our business. But at the end of the day, I truly believe that the true essence of success are those intangible benefits of being in business. Great uh, perspective there. Now, I know you've given us a lot of tips already, but I'd love for us to talk about one of the highlights of our show and thus your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Great. So, uh, Marie Grace, I think uh, you, you uh, hit the nail on the head. You said, uh, if I'm with a, a group of entrepreneurs that are hungry and thirsty, um, right there, I think that uh, that kind of nails it. So, stay hungry, stay thirsty, and uh, you know, don't lose sight of the end goal. You know, stay passionate, um, and and don't give up. Uh, don't feel that you know just because you're passionate about. Um, 
I don't know, pick something uh, that you don't think is perhaps business related and you don't think, oh, I'll never make money about in this sector, but you know, I absolutely love it. Um, don't, uh, don't go away from what your true passion is because if there's, uh, you know, a love for, for what it is you do, there's always going to be a way to make money doing that. Um, I'd also just uh, throw in there as maybe uh, another round of advice here is there's a lot of resources that are out there for aspiring entrepreneurs that are very minimal or complementary as far as cost. Uh, the Small Business Administration um, funds an organization called SCORE, uh, S-C-O-R-E, and I think their website is just uh, score.org, uh, and they help write business plans for entrepreneurs and um, uh, small businesses and uh, helping them set up the legal structure of their business and the accounting uh, side of things. So, um, so be a, stay abreast of resources that are out there to help you. Don't feel like you've got to do it all, um, you know, on your own. And try to find a uh, a business mentor, somebody to kind of keep you on track. Whether it's another entrepreneur or somebody that's, uh, you know, in your sector or, or not in your sector, that's successful, and you can kind of check in with each other on a regular basis and keep the ball moving forward. Mm, golden nuggets in those uh, tips that you shared with us and yes I agree with one thing that is really important is to stay hungry stay thirsty stay passionate and I love what uh, Jennifer just shared with us about not going away from what you are passionate about I know it's a cliche saying this all over and over and over again but that has been a theme here at today's Indian women to doing what you are passionate about doing nothing really excites you nothing really energizes you then waking up every morning doing what you love doing. So that is so huge to find that passion, find what you are passionate about doing and not, don't give up on it. I love that because that is so huge. There are going to be challenges along the way and not, don't give up on your dream. Don't give up on that passion that you have. Somebody out there is waiting for you to deliver that, that message to, to provide the value you are that you have. And then of course, to take advantage of the resources that we have available. I mean, huge. Nowadays, we are so lucky because we have the resources we have online and offline resources resources that we can tap into and you don't have to do this alone that is what uh, uh, jennifer just shared with us There's a lot of organizations like score.org sba small business associations even mastermind groups even networking groups go out there and network with people and then finding a mentor that is huge i mean i myself i mean i wouldn't be where i am today without my mentor john lee dumas of entrepreneur on fire so really big on finding that mentor that can help you take you um take that learning curve a whole lot uh, shorter than if you've done it yourself take you to your goal a lot shorter than you would have done it yourself so find a mentor that really can help you great tips here that we can all take action on today so let me make sure to i'll make sure to have this on our show notes last but not least jennifer this question is one i've started asking our guests and that one thing that our listeners have repeatedly asking us is that if there's one woman out there that you admire the most who would that be and why ah um i would say and this is really not a um uh a uh, you know, somebody that runs a business, but somebody that, um, I'll say took her success and, uh, and kind of navigated some waters. Uh, Dana Perino, she is, um, she just wrote a book, uh, and did a book tour and she passed through DC and I, uh, I went to that. Um, she's at the, the ripe age of, I think 35 years old. 
um, started, you know, was born in the, uh, in the Midwest, um, ended up working as, uh, selected to be chief of staff under, uh, the George Bush, um, uh, under his, uh, second term and, um, and now is a, uh, on air, uh, TV personality on one of the, uh, the major networks. Um, but she, you know, uh, I don't think that she ever thought that she would get as, you know, far as, um, as she has, uh, in life and, um, and she's successful. And then, you know, the writing of the book, that's, you know, a revenue stream and, um, very creative, I think, uh, as far as, you know, how she has used her talents and her success, um, to not only be, say, an inspiration to, to women, um, and yes, like I said, she's not running a business, but, um, used her God-given talents to, you know, uh, kind of climb the, we'll say, semi-corporate ladder, even though it was uh, within government. Um, but I find that uh, that inspiring, especially since she's, uh, you know, fairly young, uh, but quite successful and can pretty much kind of carve out her own path from here. And um, and I think that just kind of taught me, hey, the sky's the limit, and uh, and use your God-given talents to um, to be successful and uh, inspire others. Absolutely. So, is that Gina or Dina? Uh, Dana Perino. Dana Perino. Yes, absolutely. I mean, she's such an inspiration. And uh, all of us here from with, from today's leading women, we salute you, Dana Perino, for not only inspiring uh, Jennifer, but all of us here at today's leading women. Lastly, Jennifer, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. Sure. And I would say uh, this is really a, uh, and I mentioned it earlier, a great time to be in government contracting, uh, but particularly for women uh, as well as minorities, veterans, um, uh, and so forth. So um, we help companies, like I said, of all shapes and sizes all over the world with government contracting, but uh, the government has currently has set aside goals, meaning that a certain percent of contracts need to go to women-owned companies. Uh, a certain percent need to go to veteran-owned companies, and so forth. So, uh, because most of your listeners, uh, I believe, are uh, are women, um, we can certainly help them with getting uh, the women-owned uh, business certification, as well as navigating the uh, the waters in government contracting and being successful. Uh, you mentioned our website. That's a great way to uh, reach out to us. We've got a newsletter that goes out uh, on a pretty regular basis. Um, the phone number and everything is on the website as well. All right. So that's uh, com. That's uh, G-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-S-C-H-A-U-D. Us.com, jennifershouse.com. I highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now. And if her products and services resonate with you, I highly encourage you to jump in. At least be on her newsletter so you can be updated on what she's putting out there. So for our listeners out there, especially for those of you who are women business owners, connect with Jennifer on how you can get your products or services uh, contracted to the government if that uh, if her products and services resonate with you. So connect with Jennifer and uh, her website again is jennifershouse.com. Again, that's www.jennifershouse.com. 
Jennifer, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. It was great to be with you and, uh, and all of the audience today, Marie Grace. Thank you so much. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.